and thank you for listening to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. This is a passion project I have to bring you insight and tactical advice that you can take and run with today from myself and a very talented and genuine group of guests brought together to help you take your family experience from good to great and build that foundation of confidence and respect and wisdom that every parent wants to see their child master before they ever leave home. What I really love, though, is connecting with you and giving you a space to connect with each other, which is exactly why the Family Architects Club exists. This private parents club is designed for every parent going through the 6570, those 6,570 days of the parenthood childhood dynamic, which is where your most influential and most impactful window exists as a parent. And this community supports, it guides, it laughs, it builds together to help you in the greatest project that you will ever have as a parent. That being the 6570 Family Project. So I invite you to come on into this club, get to know people and see what is waiting for you, including a free members only gift that you will love and use over and over and over again as a parent. So I can't wait to see you there. And you can just go to NellieHarden.com slash community. Again, that's NellieHarden.com slash community to get connected and get your free members only gift. So I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project podcast where we are building our children to help them grow toward adulthood. We are helping them with confidence, wisdom, and respects and taking power struggles off the table. Today, you guys, I have a very special guest with us, Sky Barber. She is an international business coach, best-selling author, farmer's wife, and mummy, yes, mummy, not mommy, so uh, of two adorable little boys. And she is fusing 15 years of corporate experience and leadership coaching with NLP practice. She takes clients on a great journey through practical and personal development. And in this talk today, we are really diving deep into mom guilt. Yes, that ever so enticing, never escaping lure of guilt that we all feel as moms. This is a very honest discussion that we have today, a very 
fun conversation that we have today, but also talking about how just as the lure of mom guilt is inescapable, the solutions to it also are very doable. And we're going to walk through that today. No matter if your passions as a mom are to just 100% stay home, maybe your passions or needs are to have a job. Maybe your passions are to start your own business. Whatever that looks like, we're going to have you covered today and talk about the mom guilt that can come with that, come with that and also how to flip the script or look at the other side of that coin so you can be prepared because we are teaching our children during the 6570 right that is what they are here for and if we want them to pursue their passions they need to see us pursue our passions and follow up with the needs of our family as well their foundation that you are building them right now is going to be the mirror of your actions that's going to be their reflex and we want them to follow their dreams so we need to follow their dreams too right Within the 6570, we are building a life for them during the first half and with them during the second half, but this is also 6,570 days of your life as well, and that should never be overlooked, and that's what we want to teach our kids as well. So if you, uh, even if they don't come out and say it, they're going to be proud of you for this. Let's get started with our conversation with Sky. Hello, everyone. Well, you have heard me talking about Sky and everything that she does. And first, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much, Nelly, for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Oh, me too. If for nothing else, just to listen to your voice and accent, I absolutely love it. But I know you are <laughs> filled with amazing uh, gems of knowledge as well in here. Um, you know, it's we were just having a conversation about accents the other day, and uh, my kids love to walk around with. I, you can't even call it a certain accent. It goes from like British to Australian to, you know, Southern U S and all in one sentence. Um, but they loved it. And they're like, our accent is so boring. And I'm like, I know, you know, but that's fine. So I love listening to you, (laughs) Um, but I want to know a little bit. So you are an international business coach and a mm-hmm. best-selling author and a farmer's wife, which I love. Mm-hmm. And you are the mom of two boys. And how old are your boys? Uh, one and four. Oh, so just preschool. Yeah. Oh, they're little. Um, so I want to know a little bit about, about your story. How did mm-hmm. you go um, throughout your life and, and what did you do in order to get to the place that you are today and sharing with families and helping moms? Yeah. So let me just take you back a little. I, I'm going to go right back and I promise I'm not going to tell you every single chapter of the story, but <laughs> Let me bring out some highlights or some things that are important. I was really fortunate to grow up um, as a farmer's daughter as well, but Mm. with some very entrepreneurial role models around me. So my dad had his own business as well as the farm. My mom had her own business. Grandparents had their own business. And it was kind of the done thing. But with that, I saw a lot of role models working incredibly long hours, incredibly hard and huge amounts of stress and pressure. So after my mother had three of us, we ended up having, that was me and my three brothers and sisters, so four of us siblings, she, it all became too much. She couldn't manage, like, it, she felt guilty about leaving us at home. She felt she couldn't apply herself to the work. So she gave up on her dream and came back to be a stay-at-home mom. And my dad 
he went out to work and worked even harder to support us financially. Mm. So I grew up with an amazing childhood, a present mom that was always there for every single thing and a dad who I admire and respected, but had no emotional connection with or limited emotional connection with because he never really did anything with us. He was never, he was there, but he wasn't, if that makes sense. He was never present. And so I grew up believing you could either be a great mummy or earn great money. Mm. And I was like, oh, I see my future with children. I see my future with my own business, but I don't want it like this. I saw and felt the pressure that put on their relationship and their marriage and like the financial scenario. So it was a, it was a great childhood, but equally I saw as two individuals, my mom dim her light and give up on her dream. She has picked it up again in her fifties, but and my dad like not have any emotional connection to us because he was constantly working and just felt bad if he wasn't doing anything other than work. So as I graduated from university, I got headhunted into a job role and my parents were like, go for it. It was the financial <laughs> crash of 2008. Mm. And they're like, don't be an entrepreneur, like go for it, like have stability, have a, have sick pay, have holiday pay, you know, all those nice benefits that we never had. So I went into this role, always knowing I was going to give it five years and I was going to quit and start my own business. But as I found myself in this corporate job, I realized like, oh my goodness, this is all about leading people. And I learned how to get things done through others, how to set up operations, how to set up systems, how to run businesses that didn't need you to do everything. Mm. And I was there at 27 years old, having 250 members of staff, turning over like 45 million pounds, being responsible for everything and everyone in it. And slightly terrified, but also <laughs> loving it, absolutely loving it. But I still had this burning desire that I wanted to have my own business. I didn't say the five years in corporate, I stayed nine. And after hitting burnout in corporate, because I applied myself just as much as I did thinking it was my own business, I realized, what is this all for? I'm putting so much effort in, but my finances are capped. I believe there's more than this. So I handed in my notice. I was married. We were thinking of starting a family. I handed in my notice and that weekend I fell pregnant. And my dad sat me down a few months later and was like, I don't think this is a good idea. I was like, which bit dad? He's like having a baby, starting a business. It's just, it's just not a good idea. I was like, well, I'm four months pregnant and I've quit my job and I'm starting my business. So this really isn't helpful right now. And my husband even said to me, he's like, why are you doing this? Like, it's not going to get any better than this job, but I believed it could. Mm. I had a dream that I wanted to be a, a parent that could choose the hours, the plays, the sports days that they go and see their children with, but also the financial independence from having my own business, being able to make my own money, make my own choices. I wanted to be part of every element of my child's life, but not at the detriment of giving up what I perceived to be like my financial freedom. So I thought a business is the only way I'm going to be able to do this and make the most of my potential. So I have the first son who came nine weeks early. And, and so the business <laughs> kind of like was a bit wobbly at that stage. And I was filled with imposter syndrome, thinking every idea was going to be like a failure. I went through a challenging time medically with my son. I thought, no, I can do anything. Like if I can do that, and I thought I was going to die, like I can do anything. And so I started building the business seriously. And now we're at multi six figures. I have uh, four women that solely um, work for me. Uh, we help hundreds of entrepreneurs to be able to create the same freedom to choose in their business. 
And it's all about getting the business owner out of the doing, giving you the chance to do the role that you are brilliant at, that allows you unlimited success financially, but also freedom and not feel like you have to be the one to either give up your job, like your mom, your business, like my mom, or to never see your family like my dad, because ultimately my dad had never been taught these skills. He didn't know how to systemize. He didn't know how to delegate. He didn't know how to lead. He didn't know what he was missing. He just thought if you work harder and longer hours, the results get better. And what he didn't realize was all of the stuff that I'd learned in corporate, how you could change things. And if you got your head in the right place and you knew the practical skills, you could build a business that didn't have to just be you. Mm. And that's now what I bring to other people. Wow. And I find that so powerful. We are a multipreneur family um, here. We've had several businesses, which is really funny. I have a degree in biology and psychology. Okay. <laughs> and I graduated uh, college or university. I like, I like it better the way you say it. Uh, I graduated university at um, in the year 2000 and in 2000, it might've even been that year, early 2001 at the, at the latest, my husband and I, my husband is in it. We just decided we're going to start a business. And it's, it's just so funny because, um, and it was a small business. We did some, we did a little bit, we ended up moving, um, halfway across the country and it closed. And, but the point is looking back at everything that we have done as a couple, and then kids came along and as a family, we have always had this entrepreneurial spirit since mm -hmm. literally months after we graduated from college. And I just find it so interesting because neither one of us have a business degree. <laughs> neither one yeah. of us were, were gifted in that area, but we have learned so much along the way through yeah. ourselves. And then of course about business in general. Mm -hmm. And so when we did go to um, start other businesses after kids, it was a, it was a struggle because we were like, well, I don't know if, you know, time-wise, can we do this? You know, can we figure this out? We're going to have to learn so much more. Um, but we also really wanted to do it. And we yeah. actually ended up opening a business as an entire family um, wow. in 2018. It's called the Sea Glass Company. And we, it was the whole thing we did it for was for a family activity and to make a difference in the world. So we make, uh, we custom etch glass straws in order to uh, replace plastic ones. And so that is our family business. And then um, I have my own family uh, leadership and um, leadership coaching business. But my point is that entrepreneurship has been such a blessing to our family. Yeah not only financially, um, although, you know, that's great too, but much, much more than that, mm -hmm. it has helped us learn how to work together as mm -hmm. a team. And it has helped me in my own businesses learn so much more about how to manage myself, how to mm -hmm. have mindset, how to have resilience, oh, because, yeah. oh my goodness, do you need resilience if you're going to be an entrepreneur? Right. And so you do. Tell me a little bit um, about that, 
you know, that mindset cycle that goes into mm-hmm. parents. And, you know, I want to preface this by saying that if you are a mom or a parent and you are listening to this right now and you have chose to be an all in stay at home mom, awesome. I've done that too. Mm-hmm. If you are a mom that has a job and you're an employee somewhere, Awesome. I've done that too. And if you are a mom that has your own business or you're thinking about maybe starting your own business, that is great and awesome. And I've done that too, right? You Mm. don't have to pigeonhole yourself into a box, but when you're starting to think about, you know, am I, it, it, the world is easy to tell you or uh, quick to tell you, well, if you're having these thoughts, then you are not fully satisfied as a mom. Therefore, there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you, which is mm-hmm. not true at all. But tell me a little bit about that uh, process that you've um, gone through with some of your clients. Mm, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like I come at this with like zero judgment. The only thing I judge is, is it your dream or is it someone else? someone else's dream that you think you should have. Mm. That's the biggest thing I always say to my clients. Like, is this the reality you're choosing or is it the reality you think is your only choice? Yeah. And if that's the case, then we can do something about that. Like, let's, let's move it. Let's move the needle of however, whatever that looks for you. And yes, that, that whole balancing thing. I mean, some, sometimes I think, does the mum guilt ever go? Because I still get it. You know, I still, and I believe I have a good balance in, in terms of what my choice is, my life choice, but there are occasions yesterday, my son was unwell and my husband took him to the doctor and it wasn't me. I was like, oh, that's the first time. Like, it's not been me that's taken him to the doctor. Mm. He's four with a lot of hospital appointments. And, <laughs> you know, it's totally fine that his dad takes him to the, to the hospital. But in my world, I was like, but that's something when I committed to my business, that was a non-negotiable for me. I wanted to be there for taking child, but I had to take a doctor's call in the middle of a whole client group session. So I was like, sorry, I have to take this call. Cause in the UK, like you get a very limited window and if you miss it, you miss it. Um, but Hey, we get the national health service. So we can't, we can't, you know, feel bad about that. Um, but the point being that however much work you do on mindset and on the practicalities and having help, there are always times where you feel this, like, am I getting this right? Mm-hmm. And I just give myself permission to feel that and to recognize that we do our best. My yeah. intention is to do my best by everyone. But within that, I also look at how do I feel about this? Because I think as a mom, we can so often be swayed by like our children, our partners, our families, our you know, work colleagues or our employees or whoever it is around us, our friends and what our friends are doing. And sometimes we can, or I have found with clients and I, we've kind of lose like what's in it for us. And that feels sort of selfish at times. What I teach is that we need to put ourselves first, not because we're selfish and it's all about us, but because when we are in a really good, happy place, that ripple effect is so positive on everyone else. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had those moments where I've just been short fused with my child and what normally would have been a very calm, placid sky has been like a, just don't do that again. (laughs) And then I've thought to myself, what's that about sky? It's not about him. This is you feeling under pressure because you need to get back for a deadline. Like Mm. that's not his fault. But when I'm in a really good, positive place, I have a positive relationship with my children. I have a greater relationship with my husband. You know, the, the ripple effect is so important. But when we put ourselves last or put everyone else first, 
it can drain our batteries. And I talk about the kind of leadership energetics. So within us, there are all these different, like whether we have like a mental battery, an emotional battery, a spiritual and a physical. And if we do not top ourselves up and keep recharging different batteries, it is so easy for us to run on empty. And you know what it's like when your phone's running on empty, you're like constantly plugging in and never, if you don't leave it for a while to charge, like it feels like it's 10% forever. Well, we're the same. And if we don't allow ourselves to recharge, whether that's getting a new perspective, take going for a walk, listening to music, having a hot bath, chatting to a friend, you're doing something completely different or allowing yourself that creative time, having that hobby, whatever it might be, doing something for yourself and choosing that and being okay with that, I think is so important and so often missed when it comes to mums. I talk about these, um, the mindset of the freedom blocks. So there are these four things that I see with clients that come up that keep us small, that keep us in the doing, that keep us busy. So the first one's the responsibility block. That's feeling like everyone else, you care about everyone so, so deeply that everyone else is more important than you. But like what I've just been discussing and you always say yes to everything. And then you're like, how did I just end up with 101 different things? Because there is no structure to my life right now. I have just said yes. And I've put myself last. The second one is the critical block. So that's the belief that like, I can't possibly start my business. Mine was, I can't leave my job for three years because I didn't have the perfect idea. Hmm, entrepreneurship, perfect ideas don't exist. Experimenting does. <laughs> that's right. So it's that whole thing of like, I can't, or I can't delegate something because, you know, I can't ask a home help to come in my house because it's like not perfect. Not everything's sorted. Like my washing isn't put away. My laundry is a mess, whatever. Then there's the independence block. So that is the belief that you are so strong that you should be able to do all this stuff by yourself. Like we see all this stuff in the media. Women should be able to be the homeschooler in COVID and do all the house stuff and, you know, do it. I mean, I'm from a very traditional farming family whereby house farmers' wives, like my mom was one of those. It's very much still a thing. And absolutely, you know, all the stuff at home, you support your husband, you take meals out into a tractor, Yes, you do your business, but that's like in your own time. Um, and that's the independence block, feeling like you should be able to do these things. And finally, that's until your health gets affected and you hit burnout, by the way. <laughs> and then the busy block, that's believing like, if I just do all these things like the whirlwind, I am going to be able to complete them all and be absolutely fine. So you would have seen me t replying to an email, bouncing the baby with a foot, stirring the kitchen, the cooker um, for, for dinner that night and listening to a podcast because, oh my God, I'm getting all this stuff done. No, no. <laughs> Multitasking is a myth. Yes. You're not present for any of those activities and you're not giving yourself permission to actually work out what it is you really want and systemize it. Yeah. So from working with all these clients and myself, I kept seeing these same four things come up and what they do is they come with good intention of like what, you, what your ambition is is a little bit outside your comfort zone. And that's a bit scary and probably not safe. So we're going to keep this block here just to keep you busy doing all the stuff, keep you in the housework, keep you in the admin, keep you in the social media posting, keep you in the childcare. Don't ask for any help for a nanny, because if you do that, you'll have to work on the things that are scary for you. And there won't be an excuse or a reason behind it. So these busy block, these freedom blocks come up to keep us doing, 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 and not allowing us to truly put the foundations in to grow a successful business. 
Oh, that is so true. And I have had every single one of those blocks at, mm. at one time or another, or maybe all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something you said earlier and, you know, we can feel not enough and you have that mom guilt. Uh, and I, uh, so I homeschool my kids and, um, but I've been doing it for seven years. So I'm not, wow. you know, it wasn't you something. Need a medal. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been doing it for seven years. This is actually my last year of homeschooling next year. They're, um, all going to school. It's going to be a total pivot in life, uh, wow. for me. And I, w- I was not raised, you know, with homeschooling anywhere remotely in my brain. I was a public school kid. So was my husband, but my point is I homeschool our kids every day. I am downstairs and I, I do the type of homeschooling where I am literally up at the board and teaching, um, all day. And then or, or not all day, it's about two, two and a half, three hours, um, a day. And then every day we have family time from like five to nine, that's four hours of family time that we have a day as well. My point being that four hours a day of just family time is a lot for most people. Like most people don't get that much. And I homeschool. I put, uh, one to five o'clock, uh, in the afternoon. That is my time. That is my time for me to get what I need done in order to focus and things. And my kids will still come up, uh, and it will be like three o'clock and they'll, and I'll be like, guys, I can't do anything, you know, with you right now. This is, you know, my time that I need to work and get things done. And my youngest, especially because of course the younger they are, they don't fully conceptualize these things yet. And she'll, she'll look at me and be like, you are never available for me, you know? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I know how to say it. (laughs) That's gotta hurt. And I'm like, do you know how many hours I spend with you every single day and how much has been sacrificed? You know, I don't say this to her when she's standing here, but I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is, you know, my time. I have four hours a day. That is my time. And if you interrupt me, it takes me longer. So I don't want it to take longer. You know, that's our family time later on. So my point is, it doesn't matter if, you know, you give 24 hours a day to your child and then you have to go to the bathroom for five minutes. They're going to say, you are never there for me. Right. And of course that brought up a good conversation that we could sit down and have. And, uh, she's 12. I think she was, um, 11 when she said that. And, but anyway, and so that was a good conversation. We could sit down and and talk about, you know, all of these hours a day, but I'm also helping many other families. And in order to do that, in order to make the impact I can, these are the hours I need. And so then she was like, Oh, okay. I get it. But it still didn't stop her from just having that knee jerk reaction of, oh, yeah. mom can't fix my you know bike right now. So she's never available for me. So yeah. even if you are a working parent and you don't have that much time a day, I know most people don't, you're still going to have the mom guilt. It's always oh. going to be there. Always. Yeah. I, I mean, today I, I have a home office and so I, I have quite a lot of childcare, but you know, I'm listening to your story. I'm thinking I couldn't like good on you totally need. I mean that in terms of like, I just couldn't spend that much time with my children. It's just not the way I work at my best. Yeah. Maybe that makes me a terrible parent. No, um, <laughs> I know some people would judge me for that. However, that's just the honest truth. Mm-hmm. I have five days straight with them now 
because of um, we don't have a nanny and um, my nanny's off and my husband's working. And I'm like, I need things to do with them. Like I need plans. What am I going to do to like re- re-energize because I have to go all in. Anyway, I work from home. I see my baby all the time, you know, And it, but it's like fleeting moments. And now he's got to the stage where he's crawling to my legs and like, hugging me as I leaving the thing I'm like oh praising him off thinking now I'm feeling really guilty really (laughs) guilty but I have just spent three hours with you this morning I am spending five days with you and I'm putting you to bed tonight yeah and I'm out doing tea like I will be back (laughs) I think you're so right it doesn't matter how much time we spend with our children or, or not the fact is they're naturally drawn to want to spend time with us and and I think this way it comes back to we can feel guilty or we can choose like, no, I'm, I know why I'm doing this and we can have conversations as they get older about it. And we have to just remember that if we're unhappy, that's going to have a really negative effect on everyone around us. And I think mm-hmm. part of what I love about the personal development world is it makes you become really clear on what do I need as an individual to be happy. And I knew, I knew before having my baby that I would have to have some element of work, some element of business, but I wanted it on my terms. And so, and people said to me, no, Sky, you have a baby. You're totally changed. This ambition and drive you've got, you're going to lose it. It's going to go. And so I was like, before the baby came, I was like, quick, quick, do this business because I'm going to lose it. Apparently when turns out I know myself pretty well, I didn't lose it. And I was there in hospital next to his, um, he was in hospital for five weeks, you know, in like NICU and in his incubator. And there's obviously so much stuff you can do when they're covered in wires and things. And so I'd be reading about Prem babies in the morning. And in the afternoon, I allowed myself to read business books. So I was like, I have to leave. My brain needs to work. Yes. About it. But it turns out, by the way, if you're pregnant for the first time, you don't totally change. You do know yourself. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, we all hear about mom advice, left, right and center. I just think if you can take anything from this discussion is trust yourself, trust your instincts, know what it is you need to make you happy and do it because you will have a better relationships off the back of it. Oh, hands down, hands down. I mean, you never want resent coming into a relationship when, I mean, especially when they haven't done anything other than be the subject of your guilt, right? Whether that is your spouse or partner or your kids and resentment is one of the biggest things that forms wedges in there. And especially you're just looking at them. They had nothing to do with it, right? Outside of existing and loving you. And, but that wedge can drive deeper and deeper. And it's one of the most destructive wedges that there could be. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. And then you think, yeah, I, I I think I've been completely transparent. You know, I love my dad and we have a we have a relationship and I really respect him, but we clash. We really clash at times. And I know it's because he just doesn't he just doesn't get me, he doesn't know me as an individual. Yeah. And I, that's why I'm determined, determined to help other parents be able to choose because he didn't ever feel like he had a choice to be able to be there more. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he didn't feel like he, his perception was he didn't have a choice. He was doing the right thing. And so I don't resent that from him, but I don't want people to have to just do one or the other. I want you to be able to make money without sacrifice and you can. Yes, you can, you can, can, can. 
All right. Well, before we close out today, and I think this has been such an important conversation about you know, chasing your dreams and pursuing what you want to do, no matter what that is, uh, there's the world is your oyster, right? You can do anything Absolutely. that you want to do, but put aside the guilt. The guilt is something it's a, it's a story that you're telling yourself. No one outside needs to give you that, right? That is very much so a self-inflicted story and you have the ability and control to change that story in there. Mm. So before we go though, I would love to know if you have any quick tips for moms that are looking for it. Like if you do have an idea, if you do have some sort of ambition, what are some Mm -hmm. first steps that you can do in order to get out there and say, you know what, I think I might have something maybe of an idea. What can I do about it? Mm -hmm. Tip number one, do not worry about your idea working or not working or being the one or not the one you're going to try on so many ideas. It'll be unreal. Maybe you'll be lucky enough that the first one will go. Uh, and work, but that a negative voice, as soon as you've started saying something, a negative voice will come into your head. You've got to just take the action. I firmly believe in experimenting. What is the simplest, easiest, quickest way I can test this and try, try and make money from it before you've left your job or before you've made the decision or before you've invested a load of money. Think about what is the smallest, simplest way. An example, I wanted to have a hotel business. I loved hospitality. So I had Airbnb in my 16th century English farmhouse in Oxford, had Americans and Chinese and people come to stay. And I upsold them in Airbnb to have like British stays. And I hosted you for a weekend. Absolutely hated it. Did not want to do it. Thought, thank goodness. I learned how to make money, but I also learned not to invest a load of money in a direction I didn't want to go in. Mm. So don't overthink it. Try it. Think is what is the simplest, quickest, easiest way I can give this a go right now. Don't spend ages on a fancy website or anything like that. Go and validate as in someone buys it, even at a low price, before you spend loads of time and money on it. Absolutely. That is awesome. And yeah, I can't agree more with that because I have done that before and it's super not fun. And uh, I remember one of our businesses gosh, it was, it was over a decade or so ago now, but anyway, one of them we did, we had this brilliant idea. We poured into the website and did all of this and it just never came to fruition. Um, mostly because we got burnt out doing all the things beforehand that we didn't have any emotional and, you know, mental capital left in order to put things into it when we were done. And so, Um, yeah, I, I can't agree with that more. So, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and all of our, uh, your nuggets of wisdom that you were able to share. Um, I think it's so important that we, I mean, mom guilt is a cliche, but it is still felt every single day, many times a day. And so it's, it's alive. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. It is alive. And if at any point you're thinking, oh, one of those blocks really resonated. I do have, if you're happy for me to share, I do have a free quiz that people can take and work out like, what is the thing right now that's keeping me stuck in the doing and busy? Um, So please do, do, and do, I love reach out, do come chat to me about what you've taken from this conversation. Yes. Thank you. In fact, I was going to ask, so if someone is um, interested and wants to find that, where can we find that information? So if you go to my website, www.skybarber.com forward slash quiz. 
Wonderful. And I will be sure to put that in the show notes of this podcast as well. Yeah, well, do. thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Nelly. Lovely to chat. Oh, well, thank you. And everyone listening today, I just hope that you know that you don't have to have the guilt. You don't have to have that on your shoulders. You guys, we are building the beginning of someone else's life here. As a parent, that is our job. We are building, we are planning, we are designing the beginning of someone else's life. And if we're doing that in a false state, in a place that we are not able to give all of our, all of ourselves to that because we are feeling guilt or we are feeling resentment, we aren't going to be able to build and plan and design as as best as we possibly can. So if you're listening to this, I hope you got that message today. You guys, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode of the 6570 Family Project Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you loved the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.